Last week we had Rita Dodd share with us. She called in and gave us the great news that she was reaching out to neighbors um, to invite them to an evening once a week to talk and pray. Again, this is very easy to access at massimpact.us. Here's somebody who has never done this before. She's never led it. She was on one of our teams at St. Peter Huron, so she experienced it but never led this. And uh, what a great experience it was. I asked her to call in tonight because it was such a good experience, but tonight happens to be their second night of doing their lit group. Um, So again, um, a great testimony from someone who was uncomfortable with it, unsure, but she stepped into it, she leaned into it, she invited some neighbors to join her, and they loved it. They absolutely loved it, and now they're on week two. So you can do that, too. And in full scale, we are going to launch uh, January 13th with a retreat particularly for married couples. Father Cromley is going to lead us in a phenomenal morning and early afternoon retreat at St. Joan of Arc, um, which will lead to seven-week seasons of these lit groups. And you can find out more about that at massimpact.us forward slash lit marriage. There are a few slots left, massimpact.us forward slash lit marriage. So we love to hear from our listeners these stories of testimony and witness and in particular initiative. You just pointed out, Rita, um, just what a blessing and a simple yes can do so much and mean so much and the Lord blesses it in profound ways. Mm -hmm. So we have a caller waiting um, who has taken initiative herself also way down in Florida, a Toledo gal, um, our daughter, Annie. Uh, Welcome, Anne-Marie. Are you there? Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't quite know how to give you the intro that you deserve, but we want to get right to it. So just speaking of that testimony and initiative, I mean, this is Ignite Radio Live, right? You know, that igniting what the Lord desires to set ablaze in our lives. And again, so many times that prompting is there that we just ignore or blow out, right? Because we feel awkward mm -hmm. or uncomfortable or nervous. Or or it can't be me or that's for those people or whatever. But here you are in this amazing Catholic college campus, Ave Maria University down in Ave Maria, Florida. Um, Mm. And tell us what initiative the Lord put on your hearts and how you responded to that. Yes. So I don't really know what's going on with my life right now, but that's okay. Um, I think a lot of people wait to do things before or until they're like totally ready. Like it seems like it's a quiet season in their lives or like everything is kind of coming together and there's not a bunch going on. Um, That's not usually how it works, at least in my life. Um, And yeah, so um, I, a couple, like a month ago, a month and a half ago, um, I had just come back from evacuating from her, her, wow, Hurricane (laughs) Irma, or Hurricane Herma. Um, (laughs) Yeah, anyway, um, and it was really funny because I... um, was just like, you know, taking some time away from official ministry um, and just things that the Lord had been calling me to do, or the Lord had just really kind of called me away from like official, you know, ministry sorts of things. And I um, was super cool just chilling with Jesus and like, yeah, I was talking to one of my friends um, just about how I was, like, totally fine not being in any official forms of ministry and was just chilling with Jesus and whatever. And she looks at me and she's like, you know that, like, God's about to ask you to do something. And I was like, no way. So I was way too crazy with school and work and everything else. And then, like, the next day, Jesus was like, bam, here's a thing for you to do. So um, 
I, um, this theme of restoration has been very big on my heart um, for the past year. And just like, what is restoration and what restoration means? Um, and just like, God is not a, um, like, just good enough kind of God. Like, I'm just going to heal you just enough, or I'm going to make something just enough for you to keep going or provide just enough. Like, he He overwhelms the things that are overwhelming us. Like, he's mm. just so much bigger, Amen. and he takes us so much deeper. Um and so I'm in this public speaking class, right? And we have to do this project of like, okay, um, pick a topic that you're interested in and then create a website and social media presence and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, basically I just care about Jesus, so I don't know what else to talk about. So I did mine um, on restoration and created this blog and social media things and blah, blah, blah. Um, I was really excited about it and just um, wanted to create this context of people to come together and share their stories of restoration and of the Lord moving and just, you know, stories of restoration not being a one-time thing, but being a continual thing um, and how the Lord continues to move and lead. Because I think so often all these people have these stories, but don't realize that they have voices um, Mm. and they're not given the opportunity to use their voices. So just really wanting to create a stage for that. So I was super excited about that. And then the Lord was just tugging on my heart um, to do a retreat, lead a retreat here on campus and um, put some other girls on my heart to help lead this women's retreat, um, which is called Into the Wilderness. And I was like, okay. Um, and it just like, it was, it's so many crazy, beautiful stories of just confirmation um, and just the things that we're going to be talking about. Um, we're talking about identity. We're talking about pornography. We're talking about what it means to be recklessly loved. Um, we're talking about hope, sisterhood, evangelization. Um, and like, not the stereotypical, oh, how's your heart? Let's talk about feelings kind of retreat um (laughs) but just this like very much it's so funny because i've been um advertising with the other women who are on this team during meals at school (laughs) like people keep coming up to me they're like i don't want to go to a feelings retreat i'm like it's not a feelings retreat we're gonna hurt your feelings but we're not actually (laughs) so um yeah so it's just i'm really excited about it because it's like all basically all students besides one um are speaking which is like not very common here on campus. Like that's never happened ever. Um, so yeah, it's it's just I don't know. I'm very excited for what the Lord is doing this this weekend. Um, so yeah, that's what's going down. So the Lord obviously puts things on our hearts, hearts. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, as you looked around your campus or within your friends' interactions, um, mm-hmm. the Lord also uses nature, right, and our experiences mm-hmm. around us. So how did that play into this theme of restoration? Can well, I can I also add to that, Anne-Marie, just for the uninitiated uh, who are listening right now, Anne-Marie, our beautiful eldest daughter, um, has been very involved in ministry, of course, in our own family. We've had a lot of ministry opportunities. Um, you were at uh, Catholic U Summer Camp for a number of weeks. You definitely had a lot of exposure to hundreds and hundreds of kids coming in and coming out. So you're getting a keen insight of the young adolescent mind and college minds and hearts. So you have that exposure. Then, boom, you go to this university, a Catholic mm-hmm. University, and wonderful people who, uh, for the most part, grew up, you know, Catholic, and Catholicism is important. They're choosing the school l- largely because of their faith, but you're attuned to, if you will, things unhealed under the roof. So is there not a key part of this that we can be doing the Catholic thing. We can be going to events. We can be on retreats. We can be maybe even to the Word of God, but something under the hood is is just out of whack and disordered. 
enabling, you know, kind of giving you an awareness because you're experiencing this maybe in yourself, but those around you, that there's something more that needs to happen here that led you to saying, mm-hmm. even on a campus like this that has a lot of ministry opportunities, you know, there's there's an insight that you have of this theme of restoration. So unpack that a little bit for us. Why restoration and why with, if you will, predominantly a, a faith-filled or faith-cultured audience? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that for me, like the biggest thing is just seeing that kind of inspired this in me is like, you know, um, seeing these people who are, are part of Catholic families, um, a lot of them, and who have grown up doing the thing, or maybe even just in high school have taken their faith, you know, seriously, but people just like keep settling um, with where they're at, and just this whole mentality of, like, oh, just enough. Like, okay, well, this isn't, like, totally breaking my heart anymore, this issue or this whatever, so I'm fine. Or just, like, settling, even in the mundane. Like, even, I think, you know, Satan has been attacking everybody since the day that they're born. Not to impose wounds or make a big thing of something or whatever, but, like, that's the reality, is that, you know, since you are created, like, Satan wants your soul, and there's a fight, um, principalities and powers and that whole thing. Um, And so we're all going to have these, you know, wounds, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, and so often we, I think, compare um, to like, oh, well, you know, I wasn't abused in this way, or I wasn't abused this bad, or this didn't happen to me, so therefore my hurt is invalid, or therefore mm-hmm. whatever I'm carrying is invalid. And I just see like a lot of suppression. Um, I see people, they don't really want to talk about their stories. And obviously there's a time and a place and prudence and discernment, and I'm not saying that everyone should just like go around and be like, emotional vomit, but like there are just there's a lot of suppression that I see. Um, and I just, I don't see people living fully alive. I see um, just this, yeah, this mentality of just enough, just getting by, just surviving. Mm. And for me, I've been realizing more and more that like life isn't something that just passively happens to us. Like when we ask the Lord to move, he moves. And I, on campus, like I don't see people asking radical things. I don't see people moving boldly and not saying that I have it all together and that, you know, I'm whatever, but like, as the Lord has moved my heart, I have seen him move boldly as he's, you know, start giving me the courage to ask for big things. Like I see him doing them and I see him moving the mountains. Um, And that's, like, you know, something to be unpacked a lot, which is, like, a whole other series of things, Mm -hmm. um, series of radio shows or whatever else. But, like, it's the reality. Um, And just like he is so much more than, like, that hour on Sunday. He's so much more than just praying the rosary or going to adoration, which those are good things, and those are supposed to feed us. But it's that whole, like, empty fill overflow thing of, like, okay, are they overflowing? Um, And, yeah, even just, like, people, I think, not, again, we, not that everyone needs to wear their hearts on their sleeve and everyone needs to be aware of everyone's issues or struggles or whatever, but I see a lot of addiction on campus, Um, especially with women. um, There's a lot of shame, I think, men and women, obviously, Mm -hmm. but especially when it comes to sexual sins for women, when, like, pornography and masturbation and that sort of thing, um, that is very prevalent here. Um, People don't know that, that you're, yeah, I don't want to, I am interrupting you, my apologies, hopefully if you train a thought, but just for our audience, uh, most of them, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, that was unheard of. That sin was a male sin. And it was a sin that prior to the advent of the Internet was just for, if you will, the dirty old man, quotation marks, who snuck in the back mm-hmm. of some building on Main Street. And uh, mm-hmm. it was very limited to that. So there were a lot of control features. You had to overcome a lot of audacity for anybody to be into that. Um, and then, of course, the advent of the Internet. And folks, just for your benefit out there, I, I hear that the stats have it is the fastest growing consumer group of porn, certainly your age group, Anne-Marie, but among mm-hmm. women 
just which is is stunning yeah. to us. In fact, I think I heard a stat that as many as forty percent with regularity are into porn. So, folks, if you're listening right now, it's not just a male thing and those uh, tremendous stats, and it's not just sort of a by chance accidental exposure and onto something else. It's a stat that's that's speaking of addiction. So, sorry for interrupting, mm-hmm. but just want to validate for those listening that this is a pervasive thing that is robbing souls. Totally, totally. Um, yeah, and just those, and I think even beyond that, too, or along with that, um, just these sins of, or addictions of, like, emotional gratification. Um, people don't know how to have authentically healthy friendships, authentically healthy relationships. And we're just, I just see women going to these other things to satisfy, and they're not working. Um, and it's, you know, it's honestly, it's the same. It just, as, like, secular college campuses, it just appears different. Um and yeah, and I just like, and people think that, oh, well, because I'm not like in the party scene or because I'm not doing X, Y, there's just so much comparison that needs to be blown up, that needs to be um, bound to the cross, that needs to be destroyed. And I'm really excited to see how the Lord is going to move this weekend. Um, I had an awesome conversation this afternoon um, with the RD of my dorm um, and just talking about she wants to start as part of this project a group like an anonymous group for women who are like dealing with addiction um, which I'm like so excited about to see how that kind of comes about Um, and just kind of these there's just this like current here of people who um, we're talking about just like this freedom this freedom that's moving and people are like hungry for it people are hungry for more because these just like random speakers that are coming in or random events like they're not satisfying and they're not enough like just the you know random groups or whatever because there's not like a purpose and there's not a goal and if anything like I would just say the goal of this is to live in the freedom of Jesus Christ to live in the freedom of his love um I'm my talk it keeps changing the title I don't really know what it's called right now but um I'm just talking about like the reality of God's love and what that means for us and just how, like, we can't live in this victimization mentality of, like, oh, like, well, this happened to me in my past, so therefore I'm struggling with this addiction, and it's just a part of my life, and I'm just going to settle, and I'm just going to be fine. Or, yeah, I have this desire, but there's no way, so I'm just going to settle, and I'm just going to be fine. It's like, no. (laughs) Like, Jesus didn't die so that we could just say, oh, I'm going to be fine. Jesus died to radically transform our hearts. Jesus died so the mountains would be moved. Mm -hmm. Um, And just what it means to claim our inheritance that's already been won for us, because it's waiting and so I'm just I'm really excited for to go deeper than an ambiguity to go deeper than a generalization um, and to really just talk about these issues and to really speak light into the darkness um, that has just covered these things for such a long time and see like even just like the list of like people who are already signing up for this retreat are like it's just the most beautiful blend of women who have done the church thing who are doing the church thing who are seen as leaders on this campus um, and you know those who maybe don't really do that sort of thing it's it's a really beautiful combination and there's just like a lot of excitement and receptivity to what's coming next Mm. praise god you know, Annie, as you were speaking, and just for the benefit of our audience, uh, addressing, their, their, last night I was with the brothers, so I was with their team, our Mass Impact brothers that we meet, and their wives, and we're meeting regularly to talk and pray, and last night, um, before the fireplace, and having a little scotch after our meeting with these awesome men of God who are really striving after God's grace, and all of us are flawed. Anyways, we identified kind of two things that resonate with what you're saying, and I'm only repeating them because what you're, you're dealing with now in college age is the kind of thing that will remain with somebody, plague them 
through their lives if they don't really attune themselves to the kind of the, the, the platform that you laid out. And uh, the, the two books that are really kind of, that unpack this, or one is Unbound, Neil Lozano addresses this, and I think Be Healed by Bob Schutz. Obviously, these are, you know, 50, 60-year-old men who have studied this, who are in the ministry of this, and are seeing healing with this target, with faithful, pious Catholics in marriages, with tremendous brokenness under the roof. So those two things are one. We've all inherited this debris from from the moment of our birth, whether things we've done, things people have done to us, the furniture in our souls is out of whack. And it does affect the way we think. Mm-hmm. It affects our relationships. It affects whether it be depression or inadequacy or paranoia or judgment or lust. All of the, the vices that we experience are traced to our identity. They're traced to our roots. Mm-hmm. They're traced to things that we saw on TV that were reinforced or things said. We've got junk. We've got debris as a result of life. Just life. That's everybody on the planet, or we'd be saints and go up to heaven right away. So that's number one. Number two is, and just reaffirming what you said, Jesus Christ came in power to transform us, truly. Mm-hmm. That, that the church and the mission of Christ in the church is that we can truly be healed and transformed from these things. And, and part, I guess I would add a third point. If we're not attuned to that transforming power that heals uh, all that stuff that happened, all the junk and, and the way we're wired, you know, if we're not aware of that power and approaching him with that power, we're going to become, um, if you will, disinterested in our Catholic faith and going to church and praying the rosary. We may be good soldiers. We may be pressing through it. But if it's not truly transforming us, um, we're missing the whole point of Christ's real, present, personal, intimate love. So I just want to say with all of that, I am delighted that you and others with you, peers, are, are if you will, going there or opening up the door to there. And uh, and just for all our listeners to recognize this is not just sort of a, some, a 19-year-old issue or 20 or 21 or 22-year-old mm-hmm. issue. So you use the word transform, Greg. Yes, the Lord desires to transform us. I love, Annie, the word, your theme, if you will, restoration. Mm-hmm. Like the Lord desires to restore us to how he knows how we should be in him. And I love, you know, just looking at the word, the first four letters, rest. Mm-hmm. How many, mm-hmm. in particular, young women, especially on college campuses, just to desire that rest. Mm-hmm. And that true rest comes mm-hmm. only in him, right? Just mm-hmm. to be accepted, mm-hmm. to be loved. I love, again, your phrase, recklessly loved, you know, to allow ourselves mm-hmm. to be recklessly loved. And so mm-hmm. j- just awesome. I don't know if you want to speak on, you know, restoration, any other thoughts on, you know, that theme or um, the buzz around campus or your thoughts with the different talks. Just love it. Mm, yeah. Um no, I mean, I, it's just, it's really cool to be receiving and like striving to live it out. Um, even as, um, I'm doing this cause that's something just, it's taken me forever to write my talk because every time I've been like, okay, Jesus realizing that I'm struggling with all of these things. So I need to just sit down and deal with this with you first. Um, and also just kind of this approach of I'm not a tool, I'm a child, mm-hmm. um, it's a great I'm insight. not something that like Jesus is just, or you know, God the Father just wants to use. It's like He wants to hold me and He wants to love me, and everything else comes through that. Um, someone Awful. once shared um, with me just the image of like 
a father and like a washing machine and he has a screwdriver he can do he can fix what he needs to fix it might just be a loose screw but like he calls a child over and he puts the child's hand on the screwdriver and then puts his hand on the child's hand and it takes longer and it's like the screwdriver might slip because the child like isn't cooperating fully but the father just wants to do this with the child and mm. wants to teach the child um so i i love that image so much so it's just been this like throughout you know the struggles of the past month um because just because the lord leads you to do a retreat doesn't mean like all of your emotions and craziness and you know life whatever things stop um and just my life around the retreat has been absolutely ridiculously insane the past month um and just like unexpected things have good been things happening insane means and, good for our audience to see folks out there well, now not good or bad just all right. crazy um crazy, yeah. but so yeah so um but like being able to claim like Jesus in the midst of the storms um, has been so good and just like, okay, like God, you steady me and being able to claim that and like mm-hmm. asking Jesus to continue to restore these areas of my life that I'm like, okay, what does restoration even look like here? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like really beautiful. Um, and even just like the day of the retreat is insane. Like the actual date um, is just like means a lot to me um, from like a year ago, just a lot happened on that day in terms of restoration. Um, and like just this journey and everything else so that's like really cool because i didn't even pick the date it just kind of happened um and yeah so just kind of being able to realize like again and again i'm not like there isn't a point where like yay i'm totally restored and i'm just going to keep going because that that's like in heaven um and there's a song by christine demarco who's like babe and a half um called I am no victim and the refrain is like he's not just reviving he's not simply restoring greater things have yet to come and just realizing that like I think a lot of times we fear restoration because we think okay God's just gonna like fix this and then it's boring but no like he he doesn't pick us up so we can just like run away he picks us up so he can hold us and just realizing that like even restoration is setting the stage for like greater restoration and um greater things and that's just really exciting to think about um just how he's going to continue to move beyond our expectations and even just i don't know in the last month like a lot of things like impossibility things have kind of happened of just like okay jesus i don't know how this turns out but i know you're calling me to this so i'm just going to step forward with faith and trust you and um trust this desire and i don't know if this says anything to do with anything but it's on my heart um i think a lot of times with like catholic mentality and maybe it's like mostly young adult culture i don't know um but just we we think that our desire is separate from god and we think oh i desire this thing so therefore like it must be bad and i need to just totally conform to god but today in my c.s lewis class which is phenomenal we are talking about how the human will and god's will aren't supposed to be in competition and i love that so much um and just as the lord restores our desires like our desires become like his desires and even though they're not perfectly aligned always and we don't always see perfectly clearly like he sees so much more clearly um my grammar is probably so off right now sorry mom it's okay Um, like how um yeah just realizing okay like if you are praying every single day if you are surrendering to the lord if you are receiving him in the sacraments chances are your desires are going to line up with his and so these things like we have so much fear of desire and like i just renounce that in the name of jesus because their desire is so good and if we're pursuing the lord we're going to find that we're desiring the same things that god is desiring and things are going to line up and things are going to be good and 
maybe they're not going to come about in the way that we expect. Maybe we're not going to be satisfied in the way that we expect to, but it's going to be so much bigger and so much better. Um, and even like, like last, for example, like last year, I had like all of these like grand plans of women's ministry here at school and none of them happened. And I was like, okay. And then Jesus called me away from ministry. And I was like, okay, wow, this is fine. I don't really know what to do with my life now, but whatever. And then like, now this is happening. And it's like beyond like the support and just the anointing that is happening, um, that has happened is like beyond anything that I could have ever expected. Um, and even just like the things that like have gone wrong and I'm just like, okay, Jesus, it's fine. If this doesn't happen like this is whatever and it just it keeps going and it, we keep pushing forward like just things that you know I I keep expecting to like blow up they don't blow up and so and that's not just like with this retreat that is like I don't know I just feel like the Lord has been saying to me that this covers like the rest of my life and mm. to listeners or whoever like oh my gosh he's just so faithful and when he puts desires for good things on our hearts it's not because he's like oh I'm gonna have you desire this and then I'm gonna withhold from mm. you he puts desires on our hearts because he That's satisfies yeah. and he's not the kind of dad that withholds. You know, I think a lot of times we think that like he dangles this like treat in front of us or like tells us about something and then goes and plays hide and seek. No, like, like he is a father who gives and gives abundantly. And that's just like such a beautiful reality. Awesome. Anne-Marie, I just am delighted at what the Holy Spirit is is doing with you and with others there. And these books, I mentioned some of them again, Unbound by Neil Lozano and Be Healed by Bob Schutz. And I spent some time on the silent retreat this past weekend. Uh, Father Adam led a marvelous uh, men's silent retreat, uh, St. Joan of Arc. Um, And I was able to, in my own quiet time, in the midst of praying and such, pick up Mary Healy's healing book. And Mm -hmm. what I'm going to say... wasn't new to us, but it just pronounced something that I think uh, I was reminded of when you were were just speaking, and that is we can pray for things. Like we can say, Lord, gosh, I just, I want you to restore me. I want you to Mm. do, and we should, absolutely. But um, God wants us to pray from the vantage of victory that he's already accomplished. Mm, he wants us to pray yeah. from the, the place of victory and grace pressing in and outpoured and, and pray with declaration throughout Scripture the difference between a kind of sort of miracle transformation may happen and by and large um, does happen or we, or we connect with, it happen, with, with its happening is when we have the boldness to declare in the name of Jesus Christ when we renounce things in the name of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, when we ask for that restoration and, and proclaim it so, if you will, because that's the way God sees us. I mean, we are already, in the eyes of God, his beloved children, fashioned for his indwelling spirit. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, and he wants to set us free from all of this stuff. The power is there. He's pressing in on us. And in a lot of ways, you know, I guess I'm just re- repeating myself and just saying for the women you're speaking of, we need to declare it over one another. We need to declare it, I'm mm. going to say, over my wife, over our children. We need to declare mm. God's victory over mm-hmm. these strongholds, Ephesians six twelve, these strongholds of principalities and powers. God has promised it in almost the same kind of logic. Would he promise something without fulfilling it? Would the Lord's prayer say, thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, if he wasn't you know, going to fulfill it. So, you know, I, I encourage the listeners out there that, that we do take things, when I say to a new level, you know, the miracles that have taken place throughout history, the revivals that have taken place throughout history have really been spurned by a willingness to take the first step on the water and have confidence in God's mm-hmm. grace. And then the sustaining, his sustaining, he, he, he rushes in. I just had an image as yeah. you were talking, Annie, um, on a, on a little personal note, when 
our daughter, Annie, who's our guest right now, was just a little newborn uh, and brought home from the hospital. She had slight jaundice, and um, but significant enough where it needed to be dealt with. And we have this beautiful picture, and I can still even imagine it in, in real life, the real deal picture in my heart um, of Greg, Annie's father, just holding her next to the light of the window. Yes, <laughs> my husband. <laughs> Thank you for ruining the moment. So You're just welcome. in the whole sense of restoring our health and restoring mm. just the, the love at which your father gazed upon you and wanted to bring you to a healthy space to restore what was a little bit missed mm. and to bask in the light, mm. you know, and Christ is our light, right? And so mm. I guess that is my prayer for you ladies this weekend in a particular way. And I ask all of our listeners to remember you guys this Saturday um, to that all of these beautiful young women allow themselves to be held in the mm. arms of their father and just to bask in the lights and the love of the sun and, and, and let him go from there. Amen. Hmm. And to look beyond, I think, is a big thing, but I can say this self-effacingly, I guess, that um, we shouldn't get caught up on the shortcomings of our parents. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a father, I'm flawed, and I think many people find a crutch because they're comparing their heavenly, eternal, perfect father their, to, to their maybe their human father. And uh, a big part of this, folks, and we kind of tried to do this with our kids early on, is saying, you know, it's not between you and me, it's between you and God. I want to introduce you to the one who can save you. I want to be the John the Baptist when they come to him and he says, I am not. You know, as a parent, we parents need to say, I am not the one, I am not the savior, I don't have the answer, but I know who I am is. I know what he can do. I know the power that he has. So tonight, folks, we just want to invite you in your marriages, in your families, to turn to the great I am. Humble yourself with us in uh, seeking his uh, outpouring of love and his grace and his mercy that he just wants to flood us with. Wherever you're at tonight, um, brothers and sisters, receive, be ministered to. Receive his grace and be ministered to. And let's pray for one another. Let's pray for our um, spouses, pray for our children, pray for our, a revival of our parishes and in this community. Let's claim it in the name of Jesus Christ. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all.